This is episode 227 of IDRA Class Notes. We had a goal that this evaluation was going to be meaningful and practical. We were going to look at what worked, what we learned, what to do in the future. We were focused on trying to see if these programs, if these projects, are they sustainable? Because we used a multifaceted approach, we were able to get a much more in-depth, helpful look at what it is we want to learn from the evaluation. Welcome to the IDRA Class Notes podcast. This is our follow-up evaluation of shared family leadership project discussed in harnessing the power of family leadership for immigrant students. And I'm Nancy Chafkin, joined here with Aurelio Montemayor. A little bit about my background. I'm currently a Regents Professor Emerita from Texas State University and have been the program evaluator for this shared family leadership project since 2012. I began my work as a first-generation college student, have been a school social worker, have been a professor, an educational researcher, and currently a program evaluator for family engagement and community projects. Aurelio, your background? I'm Aurelio Montemayor. I've been at IDRA for a long time. I started out my education career in 1964 as a high school English teacher in San Felipe High School. I've been the lead for family engagement at IDRA for the last 30 plus years, and I am overseeing our Education Cafe project. And today we're going to talk about the evaluation component, which we report on in our chapter, Harnessing the Power of Family Leadership for Immigrant Students, in the book, A Place Called Home, by Jack Leonard and Martin Reardon. You may remember from part one, we talked about what family leadership was and particularly the shared family leadership process. Aurelio, you want to review those three points that we talked about in podcast number one? Yeah, the three essential elements of this process are number one, the families have a collaborative leadership relationship. There's no elected officer, no super parent controlling. And number two, the work of the parents and families is in equal value with that of the school. In other words, it's ideal when they operate from a nonprofit or a community organization as equals with the school. And thirdly, the laboratory for leadership is the leadership project that they all participated in. Those three elements are very important. Now, this shared family leadership is a collaboration process that requires a different kind of evaluation, relationships, values, collaboration, and action. How to capture these concepts? Well, the way we did it was a different kind of evaluation. We used a multifaceted evaluation and an evaluation with a very specific focus. By multifaceted evaluation, I mean an evaluation that used different methods. We used four different methods. We used case studies where we talk about the process, the outputs, the outcomes. We use family interviews. And these interviews were conducted in Spanish with family members and then translated and analyzed. We use leader interviews 
where we did both individual leaders and focus groups of leaders talking together to find out what they thought about family leadership and their experiences. And we also used the traditional quantitative longitudinal data to look at achievement and graduation rates, college attendance, those kinds of things. So we put all four of these methods together. So it was a multifaceted evaluation. It wasn't just one approach to evaluation. Secondly, we had a very specific focus on this evaluation. We had a goal that this evaluation was going to be meaningful and practical. We were going to look at what worked, what we learned, what to do in the future. We were focused on trying to see if these programs, if these projects could be sustainable, are they sustainable? So sustainability was a big focus of this evaluation. There are some big takeaways from doing our evaluations. We actually got a number of lessons and tools from our immigrant families. They actually were the strength of this evaluation. They are the ones who taught us so much about this project. They were the strengths. They are the centerpiece of the evaluation. So I'm going to have Aurelio share some of these lessons. We group them into three categories so that they are a little easier to understand. But all of these lessons came from family leaders and from the participants, and we pulled it together into these three categories. The categories are getting started with your family leadership program, developing your program, and while you're working on it. So Aurelia, why don't you tell us some of what we learned from this evaluation? Sure. Let's start with getting started. A critical element in all our work, and it has been for many years, is what Freddy had labeled the, the process of conscientization. In other words, critical dialogue is essential. And especially for families who maybe have not been considered important by the school districts or housewives who aren't listened to even at home. So that we start by building relationships among parents and caretakers. You ask them what they want for their children and, and just open it up. Invite them to share ideas so they start seeing their commonalities in their vision. Because we want this not to be just an individualistic, but a group effort. And when people see what they have in common, it starts building the group among the families. You visit them in their home or community location. You listen, obviously, in a language that they speak and understand. You reach out to all, even those who can't participate right now. It's been very important that in getting started, these elements be there. Then as they start becoming a group and meeting regularly, developing your program, big, big finding. You meet regularly, perhaps early on, weekly or biweekly, and then eventually monthly. They collectively develop a value statement. They're connected and present in their children's schools. They're present at school board meetings. They speak when possible. They help each other and boost each other to do public speaking, especially some that would never even spoken in front of a small group, much less a school board. They develop their materials. The group starts collecting addresses, email addresses, websites. One group, for example, has used WhatsApp as a communication tool. And you keep revisiting your values, what it's all about, because it's not about individual families, about their personal problems, but what they have in common they want to do in terms of improving your schools, transforming their neighborhood public schools. 
And third big finding is in terms of the work, having activities for younger children that the children can be there. And sometimes the facilitator will pick up the smallest one so mom can continue the conversation. You carry that child around, make it intergenerational, include youth when relevant. You work within rules. Everybody listens to everybody else. Everybody has a chance to speak. Small groups have set times and reports come back from the small groups with rotating reporters. You partner with teacher groups, with community organizations, with universities. You find the allies that would support the action. Again, supporting this family leadership and education concept. You keep revisiting your your values and you stay in it for the long haul. Sustainability over time has been one of the hardest ones and yet a very important finding, especially when you want schools to be transformed by the actions of these families. As you can see, Because we used a multifaceted approach with a focus on very practical and meaningful lessons, we were able to get a much more in-depth, helpful look at what it is we want to learn from the evaluation. We found there were six important impacts that we were able to document. You can read more about these in that chapter, but I want to briefly tell you about those six. We found that shared family leadership led to community buy-in and support for schools. It addressed critical equity issues. It supported learning. It sustained community networks. Both new and existing ones were sustained. We saw long-term academic achievement increases and we saw improved graduation rates. If you wanna read more and learn more about how we evaluated shared family leadership to see how many of these methods or how some of these methods could help your family engagement program. If you wanna know more about using a strength-based evaluation, I encourage you to read our chapter Harnessing the Power of Family Leadership for Immigrant Students. Aurelio? I just want to reiterate those three basic areas of finding that are very important. Getting started, be sensitive to and understand what it takes to bring families together and create that environment. Number two, developing the program, learning to work in groups, guiding that making sure that everybody is listened to and takes part in the decisions. And then the actual projects, the working, being sensitive to the family's condition and needs, but also that they take on measurable objectives and that it happens within a school semester or a school year that they see the results. And from the results of their projects, they plan the next steps. In other words, that it's an ongoing process, but it includes introspection, self-evaluation and going on. This has been an exciting and interesting conversation, and I'm so glad we were able to do that today, Aurelio. I think you want to share about some more information on IDRA's website? Right. If you visit our website at www.idra.org and either find Education Cafe or Family Leadership, family engagement. It'll take you to a lot more information about these processes and also point you to some video clips and other materials that are available around these issues of family leadership and education. And please contact us. Thank you. Thank you for listening to IDRA Class Notes. For more information on IDRA and other Class Notes topics, 
go to www.idra.org. You can also send us your thoughts by email to podcast at idra.org.